Country road, take me home to a place where I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. Country road, microphone. What? Microphone. That's right. Oh that my gosh, right. here it is again. You know what that means? How? No, it's time <laughs> for another episode of American Brews and Tunes. That's right. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beep-a-dow! That's right. Shibbidabibutow, as they say. As everyone says, you know. Yeah, one's hearing a song or something. But anyways, <laughs> uh, w- once again, welcome to American Brews and Tunes. My name is Steven Johnson. And my name is Jesse Titus. Very concise. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, uh, this is episode number 18. Wow. What up? Yeah, wow. 18. Legal to vote. Our podcast yeah, our po- can vote for <laughs> president. Our podcast can vote for president. And other assorted uh, elections, like yeah. city council, or, mayor, um, if there's a congressman on Twitter, oh, you could do that at any age. Nope, eighteen. No, I don't think That's so. That's a Twitter rule. Sorry. Is it really? No. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I didn't think so. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know much about Twitter. I know very little <laughs> about Twitter. I know that I like tweets. I like tweets and twits. I don't know what that means. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, pretty much. Whatevs. Anywho, uh, for those of you who have listened to this podcast before, all five of you, uh, you know what this podcast is about. For everybody else, here is a brief description. Steven and I recommend albums for each other to listen to over a two-week period, and then we come together and try new beers and discuss the albums. Correct! Uh, And recently, we have just been pretty much discussing our three or four recommendations and touching briefly on the rest of the songs, because the whole goal of this podcast is obviously to get people to like beer. Craft beer, that is. Well, people already like craft beer. We know that. Or uh, even more. Well, yeah. But then also to get you guys to listen to these albums as well. Yes. We want to broaden your horizons. Well, we are broadening our horizons. How in the world are we broadening our horizons? Well, this past week, you had me listen to an album that I've obviously never heard. Which is? Ixnay on the Ombre by The Offspring. Oh, a classic punk rock album from a classic punk rock band. Wow. And you listen to what? I don't know. What? I'm just joshing. I listen to an <laughs> album called Fleet Foxes by a band called Fleet Foxes. Yep, and have you ever listened to them before, before this, I mean? I saw them play on uh, Saturday Night Live once. And that was about it? I don't remember liking it. <laughs> yeah. So, but I also don't remember what it sounded like. I just remember that they were on there right. long, long ago. Probably when I was late high school. Well, yeah, that would make sense because I also saw Arcade Fire on there. But anyhow, so those are the albums we've been listening to for these past two weeks, and we'll we'll go over those. But before we do that, let's talk about something just as important as the music. Yeah, the weather. The weather. Um, today was pretty nice. Yeah, not as hot as it's been lately. But uh, it's been... yeah. Well, this morning when I got up for work, uh, it was like sixty degrees. That's pretty nice. But that was at like 4.30, so... Yeah, I did not get up that early. Now, now it's uh, decently warm, though. Yeah. 
Since it's warm, I think we should drink some craft brews. You know what? That's a great idea. All right. So what do you got this week? I have the uh, 2017 version of Stone Stone's uh, Woot Stout, which uh, is a collaboration between Stone, Farking, and Wheaton. Wheaton. It's a, it's a pretty intense stout, if I remember correctly. It is an ale brewed with pecans, wheat, and wheat. rye, one quarter aged in a bourbon barrel. So Does that mean like a quarter? They took a quarter of the whole batch and uh, aged it and then mixed it back together? I would assume that it means that maybe it was aged for a quarter of the amount of time that they would normally would age a bourbon barrel, maybe? No? Uh, see, I would assume that they would take a quarter amount of the batch, age that, and then mix it with the rest of it. I also could be wrong, because I don't know. The cover is interesting, the front. I don't think it says anything anyway. Yeah, it's, I don't really know what it, what it it's, is. It looks like the three head brewers from each brewery. And there's a hop, which hop going through all their mouths. In homage to, to Alien. In the way oh, that the right. little... If you ever seen the movie Alien, when the alien opens its mouth, a little tiny death alien comes out and kills people. Do you remember that? Yeah. As soon as he opens his mouth, it shoots out and stabs people in the head with his little alien tongue. It's not a tongue. What is that? A little alien his, mouth. His mouth destroyer? Yeah. Well, apparently, they, uh, the, the person who drew this, uh, who drew this entire logo, is a comic book writer and artist, Walt Simonson, best known for his work on Marvel Comics' Thor. Oh, So that's cool. kind of cool. But uh, every every t- year when they have the Woot Stout, because it's uh, an annual yeah, yearly, release, yearly thing, yeah. it's always some type of pop culture reference, it seems like. I had one where it looked like a Star Wars reference, where the three were different Star Wars type characters. Right, so this one is now an alien reference. Yeah. So you're having a very potent, intense, yeah, it somewhat is, sweet, roasty stout. It is, uh, what percentage is this, baby? It's up there. It's probably, I think it's 13. 13. Yep. Uh, I'll, and since you just said 13, I'll tell you what mine is. Okay. 6.5. <laughs> which is exactly half. Oh. Interesting, huh? Good point. It's from a brewery called BrewDog, which I have never had anything from BrewDog Brew before. Uh, uh, no, they're originally from Scotland. Uh, their, oh. their brewery originated in Scotland. Oh, yeah. I think you told me about But they before. just started a... What would you call it? A secondary brew location? Yeah. Like a secondary brew location in uh, a, a satellite brewery. Satellite brewery. That's a good word. It's in Winchester, Ohio? <laughs> Maybe. It says Canal Winchester, Ohio. I think it's near Columbus. Oh, I can see why you said that, because it's like... It's hard to read. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that Canal Winchester is the entire city name. It is. I think it's near Columbus. Don't quote me, but you can quote me if you want. I don't really care. Um, anyways, the brewery is Brewdog. The beer is called Elvis Juice. Elvis Juice? Ew. Yes. It's grapefruit-infused IPA with natural citrus flavors. Ooh. Wow. That actually does sound pretty good. That's why I got it. Also, because um, <laughs> at our local watering hole, the Flying Saucer, Saucer. Uh, every pretty every month they give a um, a glass a out. glass out. Yeah. But they also send out a quiz. Oh right. And if you pass yeah. the quiz, you get uh, a five dollar off. off coupon. Yeah. Uh, and they just have the Elvis glass, and yep. they talked about this beer in particular. Oh okay. And I think I read that 
um, the estate of Elvis Presley yeah. sued this brewery to take the name Elvis off of their beer. Oh, really? And the beer's like, you can't patent the name Elvis. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they didn't. You literally can't patent a name. They're like, in that case, we're going to legally change our first name to Elvis, so try and sue us for that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, but I'm curious. It's uh, Very rarely do you hear about foreign breweries starting up in the U.S. Right. That is actually very interesting. Other than, like, the real big ones, like... Well, yeah, I, know, I think like um, ones from Germany and whatnot. Yeah, but normally, like Stone just made a, a brewery in Germany. A lot of other breweries. Oh, did they really? Yes, they oh, did. That's pretty cool. And they also made one in West Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> or Virginia. I'm sorry, not West Virginia. Not West Virginia. Oh, okay, Virginia. Okay. Anyway, what there say no, you there that are no we, mountain roads there? What say you that we crack these uh, brews and see what we think? I say. Um, what say you? <laughs> I say yay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a can and Jesse has a bottle, so we're gonna one two shibbity crack uh, and pour these beers and let you one, know what two, we think. One two shibbity crack. Ooh! Oh, I can already smell the grapefruit in mine. I'm really excited for this right now. For some there's reason. there's a pungency of grapefruit infiltrating uh, the nostril region. Ooh! Wow! This smells really weird. This smell roasties. It smells ro- like a lot of roasty malties. Roasty malts. Roasty malties. Mine smells like grapefruit. Ooh, it's pretty dark. N- mine actually smells like grapefruit juice. Mine looks like a brownie. Mine looks like a standard copper-colored ale. Nothing nothing like really that sticks out about it. Yeah. Yours is really dark, as per usual. Not, as, it- not as dark as... Well, actually, it's probably just as dark as that other one. Liquid double fudge. Yeah. But the uh, the foam is really dark on the to- on top of yours as well, which is always a good sign. You can definitely kind of smell the bourbon, the bourbon uh, aging process a little bit. Really? Yeah. Or interesting. Um, you, you're picking up those those bourbony notes. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, but, but I got foam on my nose. <laughs> I got foam on my nose, but don't call me a foam nose. Who was that? Andy Milanakis? I don't know. You remember the old guy? Yeah, I, well, I remember what I'm re- I remember what I'm referencing, but I don't remember exactly what it is. <laughs> it was a little guy named sense. Andy Milanakis, and he what did, did he, that. What does he say? He says he says, okay. "I got something on my something, but don't call me a something something." Yeah, I got cheese on my head, but don't call don't me a cheese, cheese head. head. Some, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, mine. And get away from mine real quick. It literally smells like grapefruit juice. Oh, that does. That smells like you just you just literally just like squeeze the grapefruit and then you're like yeah. Not even you're not the grapefruit's not even like right next to your nose, but you like just cut it and like scooped it out with a spoon, you know, or like put sugar on it and scooped it out, mm-hmm. and that, it just kind of smells like that. And they didn't say anything about putting, uh, like, um, what, what's the word of artificial juice. So I'm assuming it's gonna be real because it says grapefruit infused, which yeah. I want to believe means real grapefruit. So uh, we'll see. What do you say we give us the magic word and, and try these brewskis first? Um, Mine not only has really great roasty malty smell, oh, yeah? but it also kind of has a sweet, which I'm assuming is the... Pecans? Pecans, yeah. I'm assuming that's what it is. Kind of almost like has a caramely, pecani Pecani. Anyways. So I'm kind of excited for this. So let's... Let's, let's try it. Let's uh, clink and... And magic word and try a little sips sips skip, sip 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 skis. I was gonna say sip screw sip screw. But I, I fumbled on my words. If you guys so know sip, 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 sip. if you guys know the key phrase and you have a brew, or if you just want to say the key phrase with us, here we go. One two three. Oh, and if you're if you're in like a, a quiet place listening to this, just uh, just shout just it out. Shout it out like if, I just, like just if you're at the library studying, yeah, shout library. it out. 
All right, here goes. All One, right. two, three. Ship it a beep or Interesting. Mine doesn't really have much in the way of hops. As really? much as I would anticipate. Uh, it's grapefruity and it's got a little bit of hot bitterness, but it's not that potent. It's very crisp and refreshing, I'll say that, but not potent. Nice. It's not a potent potable, as um, they would say. On the first sip, mine is very smooth. Yeah? Um, but I'm going to have to go in for another sip because the flavors are very complex and I can like hardly pick them out. Mine's, mm, mine's pretty straightforward. It's really citrusy, um, mainly grapefruit, so it's got that bitter citrus flavor to it. Yep. Um, not super like malt-heavy. I mean, obviously IPA, but sometimes IPAs are malty. Not this one. Um, the pines aren't really, it's not like that pioneer resinous that you'd expect from hops or an IPA. I, I, you can tell it's there, but it's not up front or really the focus for me. Maybe, maybe after a couple of sips, I'll, I'll change my mind. Uh, whoa. whoa. Wait to interrupt my great description with a belch. You're welcome. You're a belch interrupter. A belch interrupter. A belcherator. A belch curator. This one's pretty darn good, man. Give a description of it. I'm going to give it a 4.25 on our favorite beer social media, Untapped. That's correct. Untapped. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have not downloaded it and you like craft beer, give it a download. Yeah, if you like friends and craft beer, this yeah. combines them all. Yeah. If you like um, seeing what other people drink, get this app. It's awesome. It is. Anywho, I'm giving this beer a 3.5. Five out of five. Anyway, yeah, let me get another taste of this real quick. And I'm going to say, not bad. That will be my descriptor. Excelsior. Excelsior. But you like yours? Would you get it again? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, maybe I'll wait till next year to get it again. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely worth getting, though. I think it was only like nine bucks. Mine's pretty good. Um, I think it would be way better if it was colder and if I was outside on a hot day. Okay. It's one of those beers for me. Let's do a little switch key and see if we agree. All right, sounds good. Switch, switch, switcheroo. Potent, potables. Yeah. I really do like the way this one smells. Wow, this is pretty smooth for 13%. This one's... Oh, I really like this one. It's good. See, see what I mean? The, the hops are kind of reserved and you get more of the citrus up front. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it tastes like... You can like tell I, the hops are there? It tastes like I'm eating a grapefruit. Is yeah. what it tastes like. It's, it's very... It's good. It'd I like, be, that. I like I that I think it should be a little colder than I have it right now. And yeah, And it'll be great on a hot summer day. Definitely a little bit colder, but I would say that's pretty darn good. Yeah. For a grapefruit IPA. My like. Anywho, um... <laughs> did I... You go first last week? I honestly can't remember. I feel like I probably did, though. Then I will go first this week. Okay. What the heck did I listen to again? <laughs> Was it, um... Uh, sheet rabbits or like wheat camels or maybe it was meat skunks <laughs> meat skunks or was it heat deers or maybe it was a uh, street elk pack pack of geese <laughs> I just gaggle all of mine were great gaggle geese all of mine were great and yours came up with this weird well gag. I'm trying to connect the word fleet I know like a fleet of I was just I was taking a rhyming scheme and you were taking the actual correct like word for a group of yeah uh, is fleet the correct word for a group of foxes I doubt it uh, who knows it seems like I a, it's pack. Just a, a pack anyways uh, this band fleet foxes 
had to do a little research because Jesse's been recommending so many foreign, non-American bands. This is for, an American band, though. I know, but I, I had to research them just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, like, he's given me... Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett. U2. They're basically an American band. Uh, what was that one band that was Scottish? Uh, Frightened Rabbit. Yeah, Scottish or Irish? Scot- Scottish. Scottish, I believe. And so I was like, what the heck? He probably gave me another foreign band. So I looked it up, and no, they are American. Uh, they are from Seattle, Washington, home of grunge. Home of... And Starbucks. Uh, home of hipster. And hipster, yeah. Hipster uh, indie music as well. What would you say Portland? Not home of, but... Portland's a big hub for that, but I, I guess... I mean, the, a lot Washington's of it comes out of New York. not that far from there. A lot of it comes out of New York, too, though. True. So. Anywho, this band's American. They are. They're American... Uh, for American brews and tunes. Hey, your beer is technically Scottish. Tonight. But it was brewed in the U.S. True, but it's from a Scottish brewery. Well, you decide. At American, do you think that if you if you were from Germany and you had a stone beer from the, their brewery there, you would say that's a German beer or an American beer? I would say German. Do you want to know why? Because uh, the brewery Southern Tier, famously from New York, opened up a secondary location in Pittsburgh, and they brew some Pittsburgh only that... beers there, and I call those Pittsburgh brews. Yeah, but that's not the same thing, because it's, it's still within the same country. Uh, but I'm going state by state, so if I can differentiate between states, then I can differentiate between countries. My logic doesn't the match real, up with yours. The real question is, are they brewing in an American style or in a German style now there? A grapefruit IPA? That's... No, I'm talking about Stone in Germany. Uh, they're probably brewing some German-only beers there, if I had to guess. But like in a German brewing style, you think? Probably, yes. Then but they, also, then they if might I, be German. But then. if I had to guess, a grapefruit IPA doesn't sound Scottish to me. It sounds American, and the name Elvis is pretty darn American. That's true. But then again, I don't know, so I'm just gonna assume because that's always the safest thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. Anywho, anyway. um, I've been saying anywho a lot. I'm gonna try to. Do it. All right. Uh, since you say essentially, <laughs> I'm gonna do. You're doing anywho? Yes. Uh, we've oh, been no, keeping a tally. A, how do you do a, a whatnot tally? Well, I haven't said that at all, and I've said anywho like ten times this podcast. Oh, what really? do you want me to do? Anywho uh, or what now? Anywho. All right, so we're going to keep, keep a tally of any time I say anywho, and any time Jesse says essentially, I'll tally for him. And we'll... I did pretty good last week with no essentialies. Well, you knew. You were aware. Well, yeah. I'm aware as well right now. But anyway, uh, let's get into... I was about into... to say the... Uh, the word that I can't say oh, less really? that's how, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, let's delve in. Uh, so this is a pretty short album. I think it was... Yeah, it's only like 30-some minutes. 30 to 40 minutes, somewhere along those lines. Only yeah. 11 songs. Thank goodness, because you recommend some long albums. Um, the songs weren't too terribly long, which I was happy about. Um, the biggest thing to take away from this band is the harmonies. They're so harmon- harmonically driven. Oh, yeah. That's um, like their whole thing. That is. And... Uh, is, is very evident with the first song, which is called Sun It Rises, which I recommended. Sun It Rising. Uh, like I gave it three fox. Three fox? That's my rating. Do you want to know my rating scale? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. One fox, two fox, three fox, fleek! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to... Well, originally... Like one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That's what I was going to do originally, and then I was like, well, I should put fleet at the end. One fish, two... Oh. What, one fox, two fox, three fox, fleet. Oh, you said fleet. I was going to say fleet, and I was like, well, fleek's a throwback to our old episode, so yeah, I... Yeah, because since then we figured out that fleek is good. Yes. On fleek it is has, good. Apparently it has to do with eyebrows, but we don't have to limit it. <laughs> um, so this got three fox, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good, wow. Um, I recommended this song. It's a nice intro. Um, 
and it starts off with this red squirrels in the morning. Red squirrels in the evening. Red squirrels in the morning. I'm coming to take you home. And then a guitar comes and so that red squirrel part is kind of odd. I don't know entirely it what, it, what it means. I actually looked it up, and, and he saw a sign that said red squirrels somewhere in England, and they thought it was funny. So he's talking about the red squirrels, which don't really have much meaning. They talk a lot about animals in this, in, this, in, the album, in these first in, couple songs. Yeah. Uh, but the song's literally about the sun coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the verses talk about the sun rising, uh, which is pretty appropriate to put a song about the sun rising at the beginning of your album. It makes sense. The sun coming up is the beginning of the day. The first song is the beginning of an album. So probably intentional, if I had to, to guess. Uh, this guy seems yeah. pretty intentional with his writing, so I'd, yeah. I'd assume that that's what the, the rationale there. Plus, it's a, a good start. Um, it's a cappello, just voices at the beginning, so it gives you a, a... Jumps right into the harmonies. You know what to expect. For the, oh, harmonies! For the, what the are you doing to me? <laughs> that's not one of their songs. I just wrote it right now. <laughs> oh, harmonies! What are you doing to, to me? me? Yeah, but it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I like when they come in with the rest of the song after that intro. Very catchy, very happy sounding. Yeah. Um, the guitar part's kind of an interesting rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's nice. Uh, again, I recommend it. I gave it three fox. Three fox. That's pretty Not good. Not three foxes, three fox. Because I have to keep it in that style of the one fish, two fish. Yep. Anyhow, cut myself there. <laughs> uh, on to song number two, which is called White Winter Hymnal. This is probably one of their most popular songs. Uh, I think you're right, too. Uh, I knew that this, or the next song. I knew song. this before going into the album because you've played this before in the past. Yeah. Even before you told me you were going to recommend this album, you've played this before. Uh, I gave it three fox, and I recommended it as well. Mm. Um, this was the first single that they pushed off this album, and I guess I should say this is their their debut full length album. They yeah. had some pretty good notoriety, but then they released this in two thousand eight. It was two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, that makes and sense because you said late high school is when you it was. Saw them. Yeah, it was received with critical acclaim. Like this, if you go back and look at two thousand eight. Probably the majority of, of reputable music reviewers, magazines, will put this in their top like 20 to 30 of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's It did super well. Uh, but this song, White Winter Hymnal, the second song on the album, um, is, is pretty good. It's really, really good, which I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, but the lead vocalist, his name is Robin Pecknold. <laughs> I think I'm saying that right. Robin Pecknold. He's Even not though he's British. American. <laughs> So, Robin Pecknold. Robin is, Pecknold. Is there... Robin Pecknold. Have you ever seen Jim Jeffries? Um, uh, Australian comedian? I think you have told me to listen to him When before. he does his American accent, he kind of sounds like that. Robin Pecknold. Oh. Hey, man. It's like real... Just a very... I don't know. That's just what he sounds like when he does right. American. Right, yeah. Uh, but he... Uh, Robin Pecknold, the lead singer and vocalist... Uh, lead vocalist, I guess that's redundant yeah. to say that. Yeah. Slash songwriter said that the song lyrically is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's kind of doesn't really I could, have I could tell. much I mean, in the way of purpose for for story or for anything that he's saying. Yeah. Uh, they just wanted um, a good album opener, even though it's not the first song. He, he said it wanted it to be a good intro to the the harmony, the music, 
and to get people introduced to us. Um, that makes sense. And it starts off with uh, kind of a musical a round. round. Yeah, musical yes. round. Yep. Like row, row, row your boats around where one person will start with row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. And then you, you come in like right oh, there. Oh, yeah, So yeah. Me, we'll do a, a round for you. Okay. Music class, 101 American Brews and Tunes style. A round is where you got that vocal melody and part of the way where someone's singing the melody a second person right. comes in and sings over after, top of it. After one like phrase of the melody, or someone one comes in and restarts it. Restarts it, and you can have. And I they, think with row, row, row your boat, you can have four four lines going at the same time. Yep. So and here they we go. layer, they layer well together. Row, row, row he your boat keys gently well. down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Restart. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. That was pretty good. And you can actually start it halfway infinite. through where you started it. Yeah, you can, you can start it infinite amount like of Like right after the first boat. But, but that's what a round is. And so they kind of do that. And that's... Is that a an American bit. thing to do? I don't know if it's American, but it's definitely a classic or traditional um, tool used in music right. writing. A, uh, in which this band is very heavy, heavy into old... I don't want to say throwbacks, but they are hearkening back into that old writing style, putting around. But what they start off with is the line, I was following the I was following the I was following the pack, I was following the cult, I was following the da, 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 And they come in eventually and it, it goes into a four-part harmony. Tied round their throats, they keep their little heads from falling in the snow. Yes. And they, it, like like I said before, lyrically, not important. And so you know that melodically, it's very it's more, important. Way more important. And harmonically, it's very important. They were trying to write the song to catch people's attention in that respect. But it's super catchy. Um, even after that beginning round type part, uh, the melodies will, will hold your attention. Uh, super catchy. Um, and I'm glad he said that the song's meaningless, because I don't have any idea. I could guess, it's, but it's weird. It's a weird song. To me, to me, whenever I'm listening to it, it seems like he's just like telling a story of like uh, someone... Following a group of people and someone's no, head no. falls off. <laughs> no, following... It gets, the snow gets it seem, all red. It seems like it's in the winter. Yeah. He is... Everyone's like, wearing their scarves keep their, their, around their throats to keep their head from popping off. I th- doesn't he say, I was following a pack horse? A pack. Oh, okay, yeah. So just, just like, man, I'm just following people and then... But then there's a line they're where wearing like, they're wearing scarves. scarves around their throats to keep their heads so from falling off. Yeah, so they don't uh, fall into the snow and then you can see them if they do fall in the snow. Yeah, but I think they want, the one guy loses his head and gets blood everywhere. But anyhow... Uh, maybe. Good thing it's meaningless. Yeah. Uh, so that's two songs I've recommended so far. Uh, again, I've recommended four, so let's see if I recommend the next song. And I do. Oh, I'm not surprised. Uh, song number three is called Ragged Wood. I gave it three fox as well. But the thing about this song is it seems like it's split into two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, not even like seeming. It definitely 100% is 100%, split into two. Yeah. I might actually even say three parts. Really? Uh, there's the first part that's real fast and happy, and then there's like a, a transition period, which I would say, into the second part. But I would almost classify that transition part as its own part. Okay. That can be arguable. Arguable. You can listen to it and decide for yourself. Uh, but the first part's fast and super catchy. Um, it reminds me of a summer jam, even though at one point in time he makes it seem like it's it's winter because he talks about spring coming. Yeah. So it's not summer, even though I envision the song being in the summertime, just because <laughs> of the way it sounds and it feels. Right. Um, I think he's talking about trying to get a lady back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a line where he says, I barely remember you beside me. 
you should come back home on your own or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that comes come back. back home. Yeah. Back in your own now. But it's a, it's a really happy, fast, awesome song. But the second part is completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of ruins the first part for me. <laughs> I don't I don't dislike the second part, but I just really like the first part so you, much. You wish that it was all just all like that. Or I wish that they had separated the tracks or split it in two or something. Because um, having it as one long song just kind of... Um, it just changes it for me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, but I still really like the first part enough to recommend it. I don't even know what he's talking about in the second half. It's the same as thematically as the first half. It's just a continuation. Uh, but again, I recommended the, that song, which is song number three, Ragged Wood, and I gave it the rating Three Fox. Three Fox. I'm wondering which one is going to be Fleet. Wow. The, so far, I've recommended three songs. Yeah. Could there be a chance I recommend the fourth song? I think so. There's definitely a chance. Wow, I recommended it with a rating of three fox because nothing on this album is good enough for Fleek. Oh. Which I'll touch upon later. Um, but Tiger, oh. the song song number four is called Tiger Mountain Peasant Song. Yeah, it's a good it's a song strange well. title, isn't it? Yeah. And I almost didn't recommend this song. Um, melodically, it's not my favorite. Okay. Um, there's one part in the chorus where he says, Dear Shadow, uh, Alive and Well. Mm-hmm. And that's the most memorable, memorable part for me, the most catchy, I think. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't enough for me to recommend it solely based on that. Uh, reading the lyrics, it's a story-driven song about the, uh, the author, the narrator, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. commit, had committed a murder. The peasant. Yeah, is that what he is? Probably, Probably. Yeah. And he's witnessing a search party in the woods searching for this missing person whom is murdered. Oh. Bum, bum. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Remember the NoFX... Whom uh, is murdered? Remember that NoFX documentary when they were doing that, like, ominous songs? Like, are we yeah, going to make the yeah. plane? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. They're, like, saying that themselves. Yeah. Are we going to find food? Dun, dun, dun. dun. El Jefe's lost. Dun, dun, dun. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, the... Uh, I've said anyways three times, so I'm going to give myself one anyhow tally. Okay. How about if I say anyways or anyhow, I'll count that as a, a tally. Mm. Only if you say like three anyways. Okay, three anyways equals one anyhow. Well, also it's just anyway. Yeah. Who cares? Anyways, I do it. I pluralize any, it. Anyways is redundant. But I'm a redundant kind of guy, so it's okay. All right. Back to the good Fair stuff. Fair enough. Uh, this song, like I said, the hunting party, which you, or not hunting party, the search party, search party is looking for this person who's missing, which we know is murdered. Yeah. By the narrator, peasant, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. And they don't find this person. Uh, soon, we learn that this person is named Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yep. Do you like every time when they say that, they yeah. just say Jesse? Yep. <laughs> so um, you... <laughs> how does that part go again? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but the, the person who he murdered is named Jesse. Whether oh, that's a guy or a he girl. Says like, he, says a, he says like, I'll get to it. Jesse. I'll get it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I remember it now, but you, you you can get to it though. I'll get to it. But he's talking about Jesse, so genderly ambiguous. Could could it be right. a guy? Could it be a yeah. girl? Who knows? Uh, but he starts to have regrets, big regrets. Yeah. Uh, and the line is, which you were about to sing, Jesse, I don't know what I have done. I'm turning into a demon. And I, I love that part because the melody is the awesome. melody is pretty pretty awesome. Jesse. I don't know what I have done. I'm turning myself into a demon. Yes. 
which is true. So like he's that. he's obviously um, regretting it of big his, time of the murder or whatever. Um, and it, it is pretty a stripped down song. It's just basically a guitar and vocal for the most part. There and there are, there are other instruments, but it's it's folk like a folk song, straight folk song. That's where the piece that you said in the beginning about it being mostly Throwback? harmony harmony driven. Yes, is why like they have a lot of songs that are just a guitar mm-hmm. and then vocals. And like I said before, where they're hearkening back to old styles, when I hear this song, I almost imagine like yeah. the, the melody. I almost imagine someone playing lute. Oh, okay. I can see like so a, it's like an old timey bard. It's like a bard's tale. Yes. Oh. Or, or as the Germans would say, a menzinger. <laughs> that's pretty interesting, actually. Isn't it? Yeah. When, when you think of that, that's kind of what I, I think about. That kind of makes sense. Melodically, thematically, and just the sound of the song. Right. Um, what I like the best about the song is, like I said before, when he said that deer shadow. I kept thinking, before I looked the lyrics up, I kept thinking he said, Dio. He says, Dio Shadow. Like, he says, <laughs> the way he says deer, it sounds like Dio. And I was right. like, Ronnie James Dio. Oh, Dio. Dios uh, so I thought it was kind of funny. So that's all four of my recommendations are the first four songs. Yeah, well, I mean, just... Uh, you I'll can... list the rest of them and give my ratings. Yeah. Just go through them real quick. Song number five is called Quiet Houses, One Fox. Song number six, He Doesn't Know Why. One fox. Mm. Song number seven. Heard them stirring. One fox. This song's an instrumental. Yeah, I know you don't really like instrumentals. I even looked up the lyrics on Lyric Genius. They're kind of actually funny because it's just like, wah, ooh, wah, <laughs> ah. Because he uh, does. There, there are vocal parts, but it's instrumental. There's no words. Right. Um, it, it's a catchy song, which. I, I might have said two two fox because it, right. it's catchy. And that's kind of the reason that I like it is because like I really like the and I really like the instrumental. Instrumentals part. have to be really good for me to like, and this one's actually not too bad. But I gave it one fox. Right. Um, song number eight is called "Your Protector." I like that song. A lot. I gave it two fox. Um, I gave it two fox because the chorus is really good. Yeah, uh, it's really catchy. Your protector's coming home. Song number three is called "Meadow Larks." Oh yeah, I'm not really a big fan of this song. Me neither. One Meadow fox. Larks. <laughs> meadow not, lark. That's not actually what it is, but hey, watch out for those meadow larks. They're over there in the meadow, larking, <laughs> larking, lark, about. lark, lark, <laughs> lark. That's what the meadow larks say. Lark, 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 lark. <laughs> oh no, the meadow larks are coming. <laughs> lark, lark, lark. <laughs> Just picture them like waddling, yeah, waddling down the well, street. I'm picturing them as lark, lark, lark. Porygon from Pokemon. <laughs> lark, 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 lark. Which one? Uh, the first Porygon? The first one, not the rounded one, the, the real oh, the square round one. one. The square lark, one. Lark, 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 lark. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like protruding from the water. Lark, 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 lark. <laughs> and everybody's like, ah, no! <laughs> that was so. That's funny. the Meadowlark. Pat, trademark, Steven. Even though I'm trademarking. A song and a copyrighted Pokemon. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, song number oh, 10 man. is Blue Ridge Mountain. So I gave this song... I like this song a lot. Two Fox and their baby fox. Oh, yeah. so almost three Blue foxes. Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River, West Virginia, <laughs> yeah. take me home. Um, I, it was It's super catchy song. I almost recommended it, but it, it wasn't at the point where I could recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I really like that song as well. I didn't really like it, but I liked it a lot more than the other ones. Uh, and the last song, which is Oliver James, I gave it to Fox. Oliver it's, James. It's definitely, again, like a, a very folky song. 
Uh, the whole album is really folky, but this one, in the way that song number four, Tiger Mountain um, Peasant Song, was super folky and old, like old style folk. I kind of larkin harkened this. I said larkin like the larkin. larkin. <laughs> I hearkened this you, Oliver it's James. Like, it's like you were trying to say hearkened and also likened. Yes, and you said larkin. <laughs> yeah, which is a homage to the song Meadowlark. Yeah, but that's not what I was saying. Um, so the song number 11, Oliver James, is like that old-style folk song. Yeah. I, I didn't recommend it, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's super catchy. I really like the harmonies. They did it spot on. Um, obviously, these guys know what they're doing, mm-hmm. vocal-wise, songwriting-wise, melodically. Um, it took me a really long time to get into these songs. I had, I really? had, to, I had to force-feed them to myself. It's not because I didn't like them, because after the first play, I was like, all right, it's pretty good, it's pretty good. Uh, it just never, like... Went to that next level for me, and you weren't you weren't like, I can't wait to listen to this album again. Exactly, I didn't fall in love with it. Right. That being said, I would like to hear more of their stuff. I know they have two albums that came out afterwards, and they had yeah, they have a year or two beforehand. Recent one that just came a couple out. years ago, yeah, and then one other one called something that I can't pronounce. My Mike Konos or something like that. I don't know. Miko um, Konos. Not my favorite album that you recommended. Not my least favorite album that you recommended. Yeah. Um, Will I check them out? I don't know if I'll come back to this album often. Maybe I will. But I would like to check out more of their stuff. Right. That being said, let's uh, hear this band's offspring. (laughs) Well, not this band's offspring, but how about just the band offspring? Okay. Let's listen to them. All right. This album by the offspring is called Ixnay on the Ombre. Um, Which is a mix between Pig Latin and Spanish. Yeah. Which kind of fits the album quite well. Uh, and the whole theme of it. Um, but I will say one thing, that this was also kind of the same way for me that that one is for you, is that I wasn't always, I wasn't like super eager to listen to it. Yeah. But whenever I did, like there were a lot of songs that I really liked. <laughs> Hearing you say that, uh, it makes me realize that I should have recommended another Offspring album because it's been years since I've listened to this album and I listened to it for the first time today just to, so I could give a refresher on the songs. Yeah. And there's so, there are way better albums that really? if, if, if I show you something else, you'll be like, yeah, that's way better. Okay. <laughs> but, oh well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the disclaimer. What the heck are you talking about, you crazy idiot? <laughs> you... Um, you ding-dong! You dingleberry! I'm talking about the first song! What Entitled the Disclaimer! What is that? Um, it's like a 40-second song, track number one. What is that, Sizznam? They give they give a disclaimer about the album. Yes, they do. Um, it's just kind of a funny song, uh, basically saying that if anything is seems sarcastic or wrong, it probably is. Do you know who And this? if you you're... Know? You told me before, but hold on. Yeah. And if you're offended by this, then you just shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> or they something do like that. And he was style. like, he talks about like this apple pie institution that is parental advisory, or something like <laughs> so that. Like, yeah, something really dumb like that. But do you know who sings it or who I guess no, says it? You, uh, you, he kind of sings says it. You told me before, but I can't remember. <gasps> I never know his last name. Uh, <laughs> his first name's Jello. <laughs> uh, I want to say his last name's Biafra, like Jello Biafra. Is that his he was name. I, I believe so. He was the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys. Oh, yeah. A okay. really old punk now. band. Really influential punk band, which you, you guys probably know some of their stuff from Tony Hawk. It, yeah, one. if you ever played Tony Hawk, yeah. Uh, very, very good punk band, and he was their lead singer for a long time. Okay. But anyway, this uh, this song kind of frames the rest of the album. 
where it's uh, it's basically uh, their take on a lot of different subjects, but sometimes their take is very sarcastic and shouldn't be taken seriously. Often. Offs. Offspring. <laughs> I saw what you're trying to do and yeah. you didn't follow through. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, well, because I was like, that doesn't make any sense to say offspring. But you got to commit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, on to track number two. Uh, it's called The Meaning of Life. And I gave it five out of five and I recommended it. I would I would consider this the start of the album. Um, yeah, this song is awesome. It's so fast and great. Uh, yeah. This song is, it's not about the meaning of life. <laughs> but it's about um, well when when it, when you say the meaning of life that you expect it, an that answer Im- that implies yeah that implies that you have an answer but this song is about kind of choosing the path that you take in life yeah so it's not um, saying this is the meaning of life yeah they're saying it's, this is the way I'm going this is yeah. the direction I'm choosing um, as opposed to south I'm choosing north you yeah. know what I mean uh, so they say that there are a lot of paths. That people take, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are like tried, and people who have, have tried them say that they're true, hence the term tried and true. Um, but they say that path might work for you, but that path does not work for me, so I'm gonna go this way. And so that's basically what the song's about. Which reminds me of a Frank Turner song. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, photosynthesis. Oh, that's yeah, your yeah. road, then take it, but that's not the that's road not for the me. That's not the road for me, yeah. So there are ro- roads for everybody in life. But you gotta choose. Yep, and they also mention uh, they also mention like people tell them about mistakes they've made, and they say, "I want to like we want to make our own mistakes." So, like even though you say this is a mistake, I want to make the decision for myself. But um, and uh, again, you your way might work for you, but not for but me. But then the lyric that I wrote down is is bas- basically. Uh, they say, your way might work for you, but, and then this is what they actually say, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So that, that, is the, that is the line in the chorus at the very end. Of the that chorus. song is, that song is like thanks, glue on, that song is like glue on your brain. It'll kill you um, if you actually put glue on your brain. But the next track is even more glue on my brain. I was surprised you, you like this song. The song is so good. It's good. Mota. Well, not yet. Well, then, yeah, yeah. There's, then a, there's a nice drum intro, and then the guitar doubles it, and then another guitar doubles it, and then they say, Mota. It's real fast. Yeah. If you don't know, Mota is slang for marijuana. I did not know that. I really didn't know that. That song will make a lot more sense now. Probably because I was like uh, Mota. What is that? Like a Motorola? No. <laughs> Mota is slang, uh, or like a I think moat like around a, the castle. That might be by the ombre makes sense because I think it's a um, a Spanish? Span- Hispanic slang for uh, marijuana. Uh, this song is talking about a Mota boy. Mota boy, someone who you, who who um, sells who no smokes on on the reg, um, and they. They're not really condemning, like, that lifestyle, but they're more saying that if, like, if that's what you want to do, go for it, but it's really not beneficial to your life. Yeah. Um, they say, one of the lines in the chorus is, your enemy's you, and so is your life. Mota boy, but losing out just never felt so right. Right. So they're, like, they're saying that, 
we can see why you want to do that, but it's your own enemy. Like you're 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 your own enemy enemy by participating in that type of lifestyle. Makes sense. Um, I I did recommend this song five out of five. Since you you only recommend it, you only recommend three total, correct? Three, yep. So you've already recommended two. Yeah, the first two tracks. I'm I, I don't know what you're going to recommend because I would have recommended Ooh, Meaning of Life, but not Mota. So I'm Ooh. I'm curious. Um, I just. Uh, as I was listening to this album, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the main reason that I recommended this song. Yeah. It wasn't really because of the lyrics, although I think the lyrics are interesting. It was because of the drum intro, and then the... Then... Like that part? Because, yeah, whenever I, whenever I listen to it at work, I'd be like, all right, this song's coming on. And I'd be like pushing a cart in Target, and I'd be like... <laughs> That's how I should live my life. Like, if I'm walking into work... Mota. It was uh, work. Yeah, it was that. That's the reason that. Um, that's the reason I recommended it. And then there's also a very some very funny lyrics, um, inspired by being high. Like what? Uh, like this. I'm laughing my butt at three comp at three comp three's, three's company. company. Yeah, he's. Well, I think he says I'm laughing off my butt again at three's company. And I don't think he thinks three's company is funny. So no, saying, this is this is where the sarcasm. That comes makes in. sense. Like doing yeah. drugs would make three's company funny. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's, there's also a line where he says, um, "Jimmy Buffett's never sounded so good," <laughs> or something like that. Yep. And then he says, uh, he like talks about buying a, a bag of weed from a dealer, and he says, "I take a hit, but it smells like a clove." O f. I got a baggie of oregano. <laughs> so he's like talking about all these different situations. So or that's whatever. pretty obvious. I, I apparently I never listened to the lyrics too much from. Apparently you didn't. I like that song, but it wasn't my favorite on the album. Yeah, yeah. I I really like it just because the mota. Do you like that? Do you like the next song? Not really. She ain't no ballin' Jane. She ain't no Jane. It's a. It's called Me and My Old Lady. I like the message of it. Yeah. Like he's saying that she ain't no ball and chain. Like, you know, like, she's like, more like, than a ball and chain. Like that's you can't the whole, call her. You can't call my old lady a ball and chain. That's the whole like, the classic saying. My lady's a weight. on Ah, the old ball and chain. <laughs> can't do anything. Funny, funny, can't funny. Can't do anything with her. Ha ha. Yeah. But he's saying she ain't no ball and chain. And we don't care if you think we're crazy because me and my old lady are awesome. Exactly. That's basically what the song's about. I gave it a 3.5 just because I really hate that beginning part. Yeah, I don't like that. She ain't no Uh But great chorus, though. Uh, the next track, track number five, is called Cool to Hate. I like that song. This is one of those sarcastic songs. Yeah. Because they're saying it's cool to hate. It's hate- cool to hate. That's cool to hate. And he talks about hating a whole bunch of different groups, right? He says, I hate the freaks. I hate the nerds. I hate the jocks. I hate something else. I even hate you, so F you. Yeah. Or something like that. But I think, so. I think it starts off saying, like, I hate, like, the jocks. Which, if you're, a, like, a punk rock guy listening to a punk rock That's song... That's an obvious one. It's like, yeah, I agree with him. And then he, he he's like, like hey, I also hate the nerds and the freaks. Yeah, and he hates... And essentially, he hates everybody. Yeah, so this is this is kind of so one of those they, sarcastic they songs like, that... Don't hate anyone. Yeah, it's sarcastic by saying, I hate everybody, but really, I believe that it means... Don't, don't hate, hate anybody. anyone. Yeah. Which is a relevant message anytime. Anytime in the entire lifespan of the world. Exactly. 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 Uh, anyway, I gave that one a 3.5 out of 5. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Dry punkt funf out of punkt. Did you say punkt funf? Punkt. Is that 
point, point in German? Yeah. Interesting. I think, anyway. Ah, yeah! Neun Punkt Neun! For those of you non-German speaking people, that means 9.9. And for those of you German speaking people, if that's not correct, sorry. sorry. <laughs> not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Going on, going on to track number six. It's called Leave It Behind. I gave the song a four out of five, but I did not recommend it. Okay. Uh, it's essentially about a leaving a part of your life behind that was harmful for you, like harmful towards you, and how difficult that is. Which is, I believe some of the other songs have a very similar theme. Uh, but anyway, yes, I gave that one a four to five. Did not recommend it. Still, still, still pretty good, good though. Track number seven is called Gone Away. You don't recommend this one? I did not. Uh, I gave it four to five. I'm surprised. Um, this I would is, recommend This is one. one of the two 90s rock songs. Like a classic 90s rock. Yeah, like that's classic. What say. And I feel like heaven so far away. Yeah, like that. And this this was a big radio song too. It was a big single off this I album. I could I could see why it would be very popular. One of the singles off this album. It's a really sad song. Yeah, it's talking about it's someone like losing somebody and them Maybe them saying like I feel like heaven's so far away. Life, I can't find you here. Yeah, it's like a really sad song. It, it is it's a bummer really song. That's, what, that's why I gave it four to five though. But since it's nineties rock, I was like, I can't recommend it. I love nineties rock. I really don't. One day I'm going to recommend a 90s rock album for you, and you're going to experience... You better not. Actually, whatever, you can. Don't test me, bro. You can, because eventually I'm going to recommend Animal Collective for you. Don't test me, bro. And don't test me. Okay. Shibbity-beep now. <laughs> I can go for Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant to everything that's going on. I could go for some carrots and hummus, bro. Organic. That's right. Baby cut. Pikachu back. <laughs> Pikachu back. That's a throwback. All right, go back to your songs. <laughs> anyway, uh, track number eight is called I Choose. You, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it, just, it presented itself <laughs> really well. Good, yeah. The song's just called I Choose, not You Pikachu. Uh, I gave this four to five. Uh, this is kind of the same... Uh, kind of the same look as... Uh, <laughs> kind of the same, not look, but uh, message as one of the other songs. Message you had me. Um, they're saying life can be pretty messed up uh, sometimes, but it's all in the way you look at it. So kind of like that one of those first tracks where they said like that might work for you, but like this this is the way that I'm gonna look at life. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the uh, songs talked about uh, not one of the songs one, of the, of, life, one of the lyrics. Song. Yeah, one of the one of, same, one of, the, one of the lyrics theme. in this song talks about uh, yeah, life's pretty messed up, or you could look at it like a playground, and let's yeah. go let's go play and have fun in it. Yeah. Instead of like worrying about all the bad stuff. In the next song. So. Um, Welcome to the intermission. That's boring. oh, intermission. I think, I think they just put it in there just because they just put to be funny. Yeah, yeah, just to, it's because it's, it's made to sound boring. That's one of the joke songs. It's yeah. kind of funny. It, it is funny. It's a song. That's the intermission. In the album. They're that's just, it. They're just making fun at it. Yeah, yeah. Track number ten. I did recommend it. All right. That's actually, five out of five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. 
super fast and when I listened to the song today I didn't hear this one oh really? yeah 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 oh that is a really good song. I, okay yeah that makes sense because that is a really good song and this song is basically about um it's not about follow, not following a set rule like set rules that people press down on you basically yeah. And making your own fight rules. Fight the power. And Let's be punk rock. Yeah, fight the power punk rock, you know. That normal kind of thing for it. Uh, but really, that's probably all I'm going to say about that. So Okay. It's super catchy. It's like glue on my brain, even maybe wood glue or crazy glue on my brain. You know what else is super catchy? Basically because of the yeah, 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 yeah. What else is super catchy? I was going to make a dumb joke. I'm going to stop it before it gets there. You got to say it now. You know what's super catchy? What? Mike Piazza. <laughs> the catcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really old reference. It, he doesn't play baseball anymore, so it's really stupid. <laughs> it's even the, the funniest part is that you're wearing a Mets jersey right now. I am. I am wearing a Mets jersey <laughs> right now. Um, actually, that, that isn't... Even... That didn't make me think of Mike Piazza. Oh, really? You were like, catcher. like, catchy, catcher, Mike Piazza. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the first catcher you thought of? Uh, yes. I, I know I know a bunch of other catchers. Most of them are old ones. Like I, That's funny. You know Yvonne Rodriguez? Yeah. Pudge? Pudge. Like, he's one of the ones I think of. Um, uh, Jason Kendall from the Pirates. I don't know if you know him. Uh, no. How about Joe Maurer? I know Joe Maurer. Former catcher. He plays first base now. but That's all right. He's shiftable. He is quite shiftable. But we're, we're getting into sports, which doesn't... Yeah, which really does not jive with what we I, I mean, actually, say. it kind of does, because if you go to a baseball game, there's always music playing, and there's always beers to purchase. That's true. Um, back in the day, it would have only been uh, your your macro brews, such as Budweiser, Miller, those that such thing. Or Pabst, or whatever else. Yeah, but I know at least but in now, PNC Park in Pittsburgh, they've got craft beer. You can go get a uh, delicious beverage. At uh, at Target Field in Minnesota, there's a stand specifically that has Surly, awesome. the best brewery in Minnesota. So I guess American Brews and Tunes does clash well with baseball. It clashes well, and also baseball is just. Awesome. I love baseball. Yeah, I love watching baseball. If you guys don't like baseball, get a group of friends to go to a baseball game. Maybe you like it better with a group of friends. It's fun True. to do. True. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho, I had to say it once. to track number 11. Uh, It's called Way Down the Line. Now, I almost recommended this song because of the subject matter. Okay. Um, But then I realized that it would take way too long to talk about because it's a very deep and in-depth subject. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I'm going to sum it up in in one sentence, okay? Sum it up in one sentence. We are doomed... To repeat ourselves. Yoy. That's what it's about. Kind of sounds relevant now with all this uh, stuff going on in the news. Yeah, like wh- like one of the lyrics talks about how, uh, like you're gonna you're gonna beat your kids just like your drunk father did, and like you're gonna be a drunk just like your father was. And it's like the cycle repeats her, itself. Yeah, her daughter got her daughter got pregnant, and she's gonna be alone and on welfare just like her, just like her mother was, and like all this other really depressing stuff. Yep. But almost kind of really true like when you really think about it it's decently true unfortunately but yeah yeah unfortunately so you hear always too much of music but that's especially in punk rock so that that's why i i was almost gonna recommend it i gave it four to five and that's why i just said we are doomed to repeat ourselves is the reason um is the summation of that song 
And one more, right? Anyway, no, not one more. Uh, one, two, three more. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, this next song is oh, very, very funny. I love this song. It's very funny. It's hilarious. It's called Don't Pick It Up. And the funny, the reason the title is so funny is because the first <laughs> the first line of the song talks about a kid walking around and picking up a candy bar. Quote, unquote, candy bar. It turns out to be doggy it, poo. Yeah, it turns out to be dog poo. And he takes a bite. <laughs> and he like turns blue, too. And so he's like, don't pick it up. What? He's like, don't pick it up, don't pick it up, don't pick it up. So hilarious. It's a very funny song. But anyway, on to track number 13. It's called Amazed. This song, these last few songs I really liked. This, this is song, another 90s this song is song, four right? to five. Yeah, this is the other 90s rock song. If you remember back in the podcast, I said there are two 90s rock songs. This is the other one. I do uh, remember that. I give this four to five, though. It's also very depressing. Both their 90s rock songs are depressing. It's uh, basically about how we're alone in this life, ultimately. And how, ultimately, nobody really cares about you. Interesting. Very depressing. And then, one of the really depressing lines in it, he says, If I could change, I'd really be amazed. Because he doesn't think he can. So it's like talking about being stuck in one type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And him saying... Man, the most amazing thing that would happen in my life is if I could actually change. So, both 90s songs were very depressing. 90s rock songs. But anyway, on to the last song, track number 14. It's called Change the World. And this is another one of those ironic, sarcastic songs. Mm -hmm. Because it's about people thinking... That they're changing the world, but they're not actually changing the world. It's a long song too. It's got a it long is. intro. It's like it's like six six minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah, because the intro is really it's got a real slow build. Yep. But uh, one of the, the lyrics that I wrote down because I did not recommend it, but I did give it four point five out of five because I really liked it. The lyric is, "You don't want to change the world like you say you're." Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? He can't read his um, own handwriting. If you guys he have, can't read his own handwriting. It's so bad. If you guys have heard previous episodes, I have really bad handwriting. Jesse's handwriting looks like that of a five-year-old boy um, who has never learned how to write yet. Well, the reason that I'm confused about this is because I uh, I didn't split the lines up properly. So I think it's, you don't want to change the world. Like you say you're in it for yourself, no one else. So, no, it's, you don't want to change the world like you say. You're oh, in it. You're in it for yourself. Yeah, no you, one else. you just didn't put a good space there. Yeah. So, so re-say the phrase for the lovely audience of five at home. You don't want to change the world like you say. You're in it for yourself. No one else. There you go. So they're saying the ideal that most people have of wanting to change the world for the better. They don't have that ideal. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is benefit themselves. And so I believe in the verses they talk about salesmen and like corporate business which is normal for punk rock yeah uh yeah 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 not that song no i'm saying yeah i agree with you oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah i agree with you but, but it's uh, a good song it's a very it's a very, very good song about that uh question thought, thought provoking question yeah. did so. you notice a lot of like non-word phrases that he says like the yas and woes and stuff like that um it wasn't so much that I took note of it. But did you hear a lot of it? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Or even in Gone Away, yahoo, yahoo. I mean, yeah, th- um, you, you've said before that offspring are like that, right? They do that. 
And I never noticed it until No Effects. They came out with with a song called Woe on the Woes. And and Whoa they're talking about the how woes. bands use too many woes. And they say between AFI and The Offspring, I don't think the world could use any more woes. <laughs> but they, they definitely do. Um, and another side point. I think I might have mentioned it to you, but their lead singer, do you know all the endeavors he's ever uh, followed up on? Um, I believe you have told me some of them. He has a PhD in microbiology. Wow. Which, if you get a PhD in general, that's obviously very impressive. But microbiology, that's even tougher. Strange. That's, yeah, it's, so he's got his PhD in microbiology. He's got an a airplane pilot license. So he's, he's well-learned. He, yes, he's well-learned. He owns a record label that he signed other bands to and done. What is it called? I think it's called Nitro Records. Nitro um, Records. Okay. While, while I'm talking, I'm going to look at my Wikipedia page. Okay, yeah. And he owns a hot sauce company. Oh, a hot sauce company. Yeah, kind of crazy, isn't it? Weird. It's called Gringo Bandito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hombre. Yes, uh, he's the co-founder of Nitro Records. Okay, interesting. Um, and I don't know if they're still in effect, but they were a record label from 94 to 2013. Huh. Which was between him and the bass player of, of The Offspring. But they, they've they signed a lot of big bands like AFI and a bunch of other groups. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, so he's like he's, played a very crucial part in the punk rock scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know AFI is pretty big. And uh, we didn't mention this up front. Probably should have. The Offspring are crucial to the mainstream movement of punk rock in general yeah. in the early 90s like this, even, this album was from 95 yes but their their most their first breakthrough album was before that and it was before uh you know how green day's dookie was like considered that big mainstream it was punk like rock? 97 94 95 94? okay i was um, way wrong the offspring had an album that came out right before that that started that right before oh. green day came in it was so, an album called Smash, I think. I think that's one of their albums, yeah. And it has that one song on it called... I can't I, remember what it's I called. I remember seeing that quite a bit. Um, but it has a song that goes... La, 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 It has that song, and it has Keep Them Separated. You gotta keep them separated. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's it right there, Smash. Smash, And so that album came out, and it was... One of the first things that... ninety four. 94. Yeah, punk rock. That, that put punk rock on the radio. Really? Oh, okay. Interesting. And so The Offspring are a very important reason to, to understand why punk rock is popular, or punk rock in general became mainstream. Because first there was The Offspring, and then there was Green Day, and then it blew up. But there was a band that came before... That opened the door for them, and that's what I'm going to recommend for you for next week. Oh, are you? You said you didn't want to hear 90s rock, did you? Well, I'm going to recommend this for you. You ready? I told you that it was fine if you did. So, Nirvana, never mind. That's not 90s rock. It's 90s rock. It came out in 91. It's It's grunge. Well, there's a big difference. Grunge is 90s rock. There's a big difference. People invented the word grunge for Nirvana. And for subsequent things. But we'll talk about that later. But I recommend this Nirvana, never mind for you. I know okay, you know nice. you, you probably recognize at least four or five songs, which is a lot for a recommendation. Yeah, but but this is a very important record because Yeah. And we'll talk about this next week also. I'll just give a very brief description. Hair metal was in before that, where you need to be Oh. You need to be a virtuoso on your guitar, you need to sing with high high vocals. <laughs> yeah. Nirvana came in, they could barely play their instruments, yeah, they would... couldn't sing, and they reset 
the tone for what could be popular. Yeah, this would be such a huge contrast to that. Yes. Because when you say this came out? 91. 91, yeah. The year that we were born. The born. greatest year in the world. But Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that would be such a huge and unbelievable, crazy contrast mm-hmm. to the current music. And so I know you know plenty of songs off of that, but have you ever listened to the record the whole way through? No. It's about time you have. I recommend Nirvana, Nevermind. Okay, sounds good. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to recommend another non-American band. No! Because I gave you a folk album last week, I don't want to give you another folk album this week. I can respect that at least. Um, so I'm going to recommend the album The Balcony by Catfish and the Bottlemen. That sounds weird. It does. It's very strange. Uh, you're going to have to shoot me a text with the name of that album because so I'm going to forget it. I will. I'll shoot it to you. Okay. Sounds good to me. But that's what I recommend for you. It's also not a very long album. Oh, praise the Lord. It's only 11 songs. I don't think... I don't and like... most of them are around three minutes. Perfect. So. I think Nirvana is not too very, too long either. Never mind. Yeah. So what do you say we finish our brews, say the magic words, and sign off for the week? You know what? Let's do that. But I also say, uh, housekeeping, check out our website, bruisingtunespodcast.com. Look us up on Twitter and Instagram, American Brews and Tunes. Be friends with us. We'll be friends with you. Shibbity beep dow. We love social media. Shibbity beep dow. Hold on. Was this for the, the cheers? Yeah. All right, restart. Shibbity beep And we will see you next time on American Brews and, and Tunes. Ah. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity!